0: Companies operating in China by better protecting their intellectual property and opening further Chinese markets especially in financial services.
1: Together we are righting the wrongs of the past and delivering a future of economic justice and security
2: for American workers farmers and families.
0: On Capitol Hill, the House votes yes on whether to send managers and impeachment articles to the Senate regarding the impeachment of President Trump. Judiciary ranking member Republican Doug Collins voted no and says all he wants is a fair trial in the Senate. It is just said just a moment ago that the Speaker has been leading the fight for a fair trial in the Senate. I wish the Speaker had been leading for a fair hearing in the House. This is USA Radio News. The crazy winter weather is continuing in the northeast. With the details, here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes.
1: Record winter warmth in the northeast is swinging back to really cold temperatures and now some snow. Boston went from 74 degrees for a high on Sunday, the warmest January 12th ever recorded, to snow yesterday morning. The National Weather Service saying modest amounts of snow will continue to fall from upstate New York into northern New England today, followed by a second storm driving rain and snow from parts of Pennsylvania into southern New England tonight into tomorrow.
0: Liberal actor and frequent critic of President Trump, Alec Baldwin, is lashing out at the president's supporters in a series of tweets, saying they bear the blame for the near-moral collapse of the country. Baldwin tweeted it is the Trump voters, particularly those who would reelect him, who bear the blame, he wrote, for the destruction of the country. And you're listening to USA Radio News.
4: Are you looking for a fun and inexpensive activity for the entire family? Check out Big Valley Wrestling at their monthly events right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Local, exciting, professional wrestling and fun for the whole family. With bounce houses for the little ones and a full bar for the adults, Big Valley Wrestling is a perfect afternoon for all ages. Check out their Facebook page at Big Valley Wrestling for all their upcoming events. See the stars of tomorrow perform live at Big Valley Wrestling today. Big Valley Wrestling, feel the rush.
3: Vegas foodies rejoice! What's Eating Vegas, the all-food, all-restaurant,
5: all-delicious talk show, comes to KSHP. Join us Mondays at 3 as we talk about the Valley's best restaurants. You'll get the inside scoop from local chefs, bloggers, and restaurant owners. And that's not all. During each show, you'll have the chance to score gift cards from these amazing eateries. Don't miss What's Eating Vegas, Mondays at 3, starting February 3rd, on
0: KSHP, AM 1400, and KSHP.com.
1: Hey, we got a programming note for you, of course, with the big news, the Golden Knights today, and the dismissal of Gerard Gallant, the hiring of Peter DeBoer, noon to 2 on AM 1400 KSHP. Uh, We will have a two-hour special edition of Vegas Hockey Hotline, and uh, we will dive into the big news regarding the Golden Knights.
2: Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call one 888 4201
1: Right, folks, here we go with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. I invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. And we got the boys in Baltimore. we got John and Mike. And James Jones is going to check in with us today. As we'll look ahead to Championship Sunday, College Hoops, the NBA, NHL. Only three football games remaining to get after on the wagering board. There'll be player props and all kinds of cool stuff. So as we start a brand new edition of Sports Insider Radio, I will just politely throw it to our friends, John and Mike. Uh, And I'm assuming, knowing these guys, John turned the page and got on with his life. Mike has been in the fetal position since the weekend. Well, my, let, me yeah, my, yeah. re- let, let me just say one thing before
2: let me just say one thing before her response. My fourteen-year-old in in the third quarter, he looks at me, he goes, "Now listen." He goes, "Listen, I'm I'm okay with it. They had a great season. Like he started surrendering, and he was better than Mike was when I was texting him."
1: Uh, is, is, has Mike said two words all week long? And let's we'll see. Look, look. Well, I didn't te- I didn't dare text him
2: at the game, even though we were in the stadium together. That was for sure.
1: So, Mike, I guess the the one question I would have today: Will the word change from we to they? I'm
5: still I'm still a believer. It's still we. That's never going to (laughs) change. Like I'm not I'm not one of those bandwagon fans. Where for you because Lamar just because Lamar. You know, even last year and the year before. I mean, we've been me and you have had some friendly wagers with the Bills and the Ravens for many years. Even when we're not that good after the Super Bowl. Um, I stay with them no matter what. I mean, look. Bottom line, a great season. You know, probably it will go down as one of the biggest. You no know, choke. I don't even want to call it a choke yeah, because Tennessee no, no, is really no wait, a,
1: no wait a minute now. I. You know, listen. We talked about it on this very programmed for a month, and I know I know you guys, you're, you're infatuated and he's the MVP and they had a great season. But I, I, honestly, I don't think there's any disgrace in losing to Tennessee. I, I, I've been banging their drum. The, listen, Henry, they, they go, here he comes. Try to stop him. New England couldn't stop him. The key was they were able to contain Jackson, but Tennessee, listen, Tennessee could walk into Kansas City and do the same thing, man.
5: I don't particularly think that will happen just because Kansas City, if they get down, they have the potential to come back. But Tennessee doesn't do anything special. They're not going to the disguising of what they're doing. I mean, they play smash-mouth football the old way, which is just they run it down your throat, and they say, look, can you stop us? And most teams, ever since Tannehill took over and he's been able to you know, run a really tight ship with the play actions good enough that they don't need to throw for
1: more than 100 yards of games, it seems, in the Oh, I, 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 think, I think they're way better than that, Mike. I, no, they are. Listen, let me, let me ask you one question, just in, in okay, terms of the game this week. I think Tennessee can win a low-scoring <laughs> game, and I think Tennessee can win a high-scoring game. I don't think Kansas City can win a low-scoring game. I think Tennessee's more versatile.
5: Kansas City. Oh, I mean, we saw that. We saw that earlier in the year. Kansas City won thirty-five. I mean, sorry, Tennessee won thirty-five, thirty-two, versus the Titans. So, you know, obviously that was on the road. Or now they're playing at home, but but this team. We say this all the time. The bye could either be a blessing or a curse. Yep. And that that two weeks were in this situation for the Ravens, it was three weeks because they didn't really play anybody in the last week of the season, the momentum's gone. It's they're riding the momentum. This time in the year, when the weather is cold, not like it was cold Saturday night, I mean, I actually probably would have, it probably would have been better for the Ravens had it been really cold or really rainy, because all season they've been playing under those conditions and just playing extremely well. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, we had a great season. Can't take that away away from the Ravens. But, you know, it looked like we were in the driver's seat of controlling our own destiny for three months. And to play that type of competition all year and to play the tough games and to beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat up on and be able to just click on all cylinders, it, it was the perfect storm. I mean, Ingram clearly hurt could not play anywhere near hundred percent. Andrews clearly hurt, couldn't elevate or play at hundred percent and the guys that were supposed to, you know, step in for those two guys, um, you know, had a decent start to the game where Gus Edwards broke a couple really nice runs and they just they just did not have the momentum to just stick to the run game. Once they were down, I think the play calling was bad. Would you agree with that, Brian?
1: Well, yes. And, and what I, the one question I, I would ask moving forward, if you were going to change anything, <clears throat> would you find a way to keep John from attending the games? Is the only thing no, I think. I no, th- look, I don't,
5: th- <laughs> don't think he's that powerful. I don't think anybody. Look, they say, I'm sure you read about this, the Kansas City fan that left in the first quarter after they were down 24 nothing they're idiot. now praising him to stay home for the AFC Championship, right? and they probably they probably have a GoFundMe for the guy. I don't know, though. And I don't
1: know. John, John made Justin Tucker miss an extra point. That's pretty powerful if you ask me. Well, let's see. What was the perspective from James Jones
2: uh, yes, down there in James Georgia it. watching the game?
1: Hi, James. Hey, how you doing, Brian?
4: Hey, hey John, Mike. Well, I, I think that uh, Tennessee has taken over the identity of their head coach, Mike Brable. And they remind me a lot of the 2001 Patriots. Um, you know, they're grinding the ball. Uh, at the time, Tom Brady was, uh, what, a six-round pick. He was a really a no-name coming in the middle of the season. Um, look, I think Baltimore had three turnovers. They had two fourth-and-ones. Say so they had two turnovers and they converted on those fourth-and-ones, I think it's as a, as a closer game, and Baltimore probably pulls that out. I think the Titans, I mean, look, Derrick Henry's in God mode. I mean, the guy's a freaking cyborg. I mean, it's just like, it's unbelievable what he's doing. He's just running three people. Yep. Uh, leads the league uh, by the most yards in NFL history this season, yards after contact so far. And he's just unbelievable. I think Tennessee is uh, grinding the ball, pounding the ball, and then they try to minimize the mistakes that they make and hoping that you keep the game closed, hoping that you make a couple mistakes like Baltimore did last week with the three turnovers and the failed fourth-and-one conversions, and then they come out on top that way. I mean, they had 83 yards passing.
2: So it just goes to show you, someone was watching the game outside of Baltimore.
1: Listen, pal, I got to tell you, and I'm having kind of the same discussions on a bunch of different platforms. Uh, I I wouldn't lose sleep over it. I know, you know, listen, well, I'm I'm watching – I'm watching that Kansas City-Houston first half, and I wanted to vomit that knowing that the Bills should have been the team playing in the game against Kansas City, and they would have hosted the AFC Championship game. And Houston was phony. And give Kansas City credit for coming back. But there's nothing given in this league, and this team is playing Tennessee at a ridiculous level. I mean... Yeah, I, but now, now that you just mentioned Kansas City before,
2: let's, let's be real. Like, like uh, it, look... My forget the spreads for a second because we're over key numbers of seven in both games. You know I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with Junior. He looked at me in the third quarter. He said, "Well, we would have had to play KC next week, uh-huh. obviously before KC played." And he says he says it's gonna be San Fran and KC in the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, well let me let me just tell you something. Um, what was and they come roaring back. But what was Kansas City's excuse being down twenty four nothing?
2: I know one thing.
1: I should have been live betting that oh, 500. I, when it was <laughs> when it was twenty-one nothing. I believe me. I, I thought about it. Then it went to twenty-four. But I, listen, I think listen, Kansas City... there wasn't City- a lot of conviction on gambling Twitter.
2: People were posting their live betting tickets. The average ticket that people were playing Kansas City when they were down twenty-four nothing was between seventy-five and hundred dollars. Like no, you know, as a lottery ticket shot. You know, nobody's going to like claim that they had some good algorithm to tell them to go all in when Kansas City was well, down 24-0. Right,
1: I'll just throw this out at you, kids. Yeah, I, you know, if, if, you, if, it's, if it's an odd analogy, then it's an odd analogy. But I go back to October 6th and everybody's like, wow! How'd that happen? Indianapolis lined up and ran it down Kansas City's throat with Marlon Mack and won the game 19-13. That's exactly what Tennessee's going to line up to do. And the thing we talked about last week. Now, a different animal if KC jumps out of the gate quickly. But when Tennessee gets the lead, (laughs) uh, they are dangerous playing from the front.
5: And I think it's a completely different Tennessee team, even when they played Kansas City early in the season. I mean, A.J. Brown has developed – a, you know, a solid number one target. How about the tight end? Use him, the tight end is playing fantastic. I mean, they still have Corey Davis on the other side, who was actually really good last year. They just, you know, Mariota just didn't get him the ball. And they have a couple, you know, third and fourth receivers, that obviously, that could catch the ball. The guy, I forgot his name, because the fourth receiver caught that play-action touchdown <laughs> versus the Ravens. So they're all average and then they have a couple really solid guys or offensive line manhandles you and I I don't know yet with the injury report if Jones is going to play for Kansas City this week So that's a big one you're right that's a big one if he doesn't play that is going to be a big factor in this game or if he plays and he's not nearly 100% because like we saw last week with the Ravens I don't want to keep going back to the game but you know They got beat in the trenches, and football is developed from the trenches. And if you can't manhandle, you know, your offensive line can't get out to the second level, especially versus a team, you know, a team like the Titans. Like, these offensive linemen are getting their hands on the linebackers, and you saw corners and safeties can't tackle Henry. Even probably linebackers can't tackle Henry. I saw this stat, Brian, um, his senior year in high school where he rushed for – they had 55
1: touchdowns and 4,200 rushing yards in one year. He's so a monster. He's a monster. He's a monster. And, and a James, monster. James, I would throw this at you that uh, this is what's gone on in recent years. It is so much a function of one week to the next based on results and the last thing you saw. Uh, you know, Kansas City You know, plays the game on Sunday. Now, as that game was unfolding, we were talking about what will the line be, and I thought it would be eight, eight and a half. Possibly, But I thought the total should have been higher at 54. And now we're seeing slowly it's starting to creep up. It's, up, it's 52.5 half the consensus. 53s are out there. I, I can't see this thing uh, other than going up and down the field. I think both teams are going to score. But the funny thing is I really wonder if Kansas City had played that game Saturday and then Tennessee had put the Sasquatch foot on Baltimore on Sunday I bet you the number would have been lower. It's just so remarkable how it's a function of what was last seen. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think, uh, look, think about this. The,
4: uh, Kansas City, there was 82 points scored in Kansas City last week. You were talking about the Colts running it down the Chiefs' throat earlier in the year. The Chiefs are 29th in the league in run defense for football outsiders. Um, and with even with the league's best offense uh, the Chiefs uh, have the best offense in the league they're still under Andy Reid since uh, with a home under record of 36 23 and 1 at home that includes the playoffs so since being a, since Andy Reid took over back in 2013 there's not been another uh there's not been a more profitable coach for the under than Andy Reid.
1: and we'll see what the weather is for the game. Uh, Johnny I, put ten dimes on the under, James Jones. Oh, sorry, I forgot I was uh, on the radio. Uh, no, yeah, that's, the, that's the that's the beauty of this show. I mean, and that has been a past result, but I don't see Kansas City stopping Tennessee's offense. And Well, I mean, I will say this, uh, and Mike
2: can concur. We were both in the stadium. I mean, he was running them <laughs> – I mean, you watching him in person, I don't know how good it looked on TV, but I mean...
1: Oh, he's a monster. Man, he's an absolute a monster. monster. But, the, but the thing is, you know, if you take the Ted, the Tennessee-Baltimore game, uh, how that, that's why I, I, I pled their case with you guys last week, that Gilmore shut down A.J. Brown, and basically, Tennessee said, okay, here comes Henry, try and stop him. And that was the best defense in the league this year. He ran it right down their throat. Now... You know, all of a sudden, A.J. Brown and the tight end of the passing game was back and a functional part of the game plan against Baltimore, where in, with New England, they didn't need it. And with play-action passing, don't sleep on what Tannehill's done. They haven't needed him in the playoffs. But he's printing money with the kind of dough he's going to make next year, the quarterback he was this season. And, oh, by the way, A.J. Brown, the second half of football, uh, the regular season, he was the best receiver in football. They haven't even had to bring him out of mothballs yet in the playoffs. Well, it's it's that,
5: and at the end of the day, you know who else is an un- unrestricted free agent? Eric Henry. I wonder how much he's going to get paid in the offseason.
1: Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, intriguing. So, hey, we haven't even mentioned the other game, uh, fellas. Green Bay and San Fran. And um, We're sitting here looking at San Fran 7, 7.5. Total on the game is 45. Uh, our buddy David Miller, his, uh, his future still alive. When we did this game last week, guys, I told you I, the thing I was looking at, and it happened, and I think it's going to happen again this week. For whatever reason, Green Bay, with what they work on and script their plays early in games, Green Bay comes out of games like a jackrabbit, then they take their foot off the pedal. I'm taking Green Bay plus the four in the first half this week. That's the starting point for me. Well, and remember, it's
5: tough to beat the same team twice in a year. So, everybody, you know, from a public standpoint, is going to look at that score with the San Fran Green Bay and how San Fran just beat them up. It wasn't even a game since the first quarter. And I think it's going to be a much different scenario. They're different teams this time of the year. And as good as San Fran's playing, I mean, look, they got – we talked about this on the radio last week. They got everybody back in the secondary. They're a different team. They're not the team that had close games at the end of the year and lost games at the end of the year when they had nobody in the secondary and they were just playing with their front seven. And now they're able to rush the passer and play man coverage in the back. They're going to be a tough out. But, again, I mean – you're going against Aaron Rodgers, so with that type of offense, as long as you know they could at least start out with a decent run game and have Rodgers able to you know have play action, they will have a shot. But if they get out of the gate and you know they go down 14 points and they're just strictly in passing downs only for the rest of the game, that's when it seems like Green Bay, once they're down and they're just throwing the ball, is is when it could get tricky. This is a
2: weekend, and I'm sure you agree, Brian, that. This is where if you're a money line dog better you take your shots because I don't see these games landing on 7. I don't see uh Green Bay covering because they lost by 7. I don't see the Titans losing the game because they lost by 7. So therefore if you like Green Bay and if you like Tennessee, you might as well make a small money line wager. Yeah, no I, I honestly well that
1: that's kind of what we talked about last I'm year. not saying that I'm not saying that if
2: we could easily land on seven on both well, games obviously okay no I mean, but but if,
1: if a again you know if a line in a game's you know 22 and a half or 23 or something okay you're taking the points you know you're thinking they can hang with a team and maybe even the backdoor cover helps you out. but when you're playing a team that's a touchdown dog John we've talked about this for how many years the starting point is you think they can win the game that's the starting point. Right.
2: So, for all you money line crazy dog parlay betters, there you go. Green Bay and Tennessee
1: on the money line for the two and zero. Oh.
2: That should pay off nicely.
1: Uh, the pace of play for the game is going to be intriguing because the one thing I would say, James, uh, you got to give full marks. Uh, listen, from a starting point, you're like, hey, I, you got Aaron Rodgers against Garoppolo. Advantage who? That's pretty simple. Uh, But San Fran has three number one running backs. But Green Bay has a running game. Uh, It's an intriguing game, but I think the X factor in the game is, well, first of all, you know, Rogers is a lot more mobile uh, than Cousins. But that San Francisco pass rush was unbelievable last week.
4: Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Go ahead, Mike.
2: No, go ahead, James. We want to hear what you got to say, buddy.
4: I was just going to say that when you, when you look at this uh, San Francisco Green Bay game, um, you know San Francisco has played six playoff teams since week ten on, and they're five one ATS. Now here's the thing, uh, like you said, Brian, yeah, Green Bay starts out strong, and then they 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 held on last week against Seattle, even though Seattle outgamed them three seventy five to three forty four in total yards, um, they still were able to hang on and win this game. The thing about it is San Francisco played uh, played uh, Green Bay back in, in week 12, the regular season. And last week, DeMonte Adams had eight catches, 160 yards, and two touchdowns. Well, in week 12 against San Francisco, he had 43 yards on 11 targets. Well, then you go to Aaron Jones, Green Bay's running back. He had 66 six yards, two touchdowns last week. Well, that San Francisco held them to 38 yards on 13 touches in their first matchup. Well, then you go look at the quarterbacks. So, you know, I think it really favors San Francisco until you look at the quarterbacks. Garoppolo is a quarterback that you can win with, but Rodgers is a quarterback you can win because of. Rodgers can put a team on his back and carry him. Where San Francisco, Garoppolo, you can win with him, absolutely. You can go and win it all with Garoppolo, but you can't win because of Garoppolo. On the other, on the other side of Green Bay, you can win because of Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, I'll ask. I mean, I gotta
2: ask. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta ask James one thing. Is this information just in your brain, or did you prepare for the show? Because it seems like you're just <laughs> rolling it off your tongue. <laughs> uh,
4: I know, I know a little bit, but I'll spread a little bit to you, John.
2: <laughs> Sounds like somebody's pretty into the NFL. So, are you one of these guys? Even though you're an SEC country, are you one of these guys that's? Uh, well, we'll talk about that briefly, even though it has no uh, money-making opportunities. Are you one of these guys that um, is sad to see the NFL go? Like a lot of our clients that are just NFL crazy.
4: Uh, I'm more of a college guy. I uh, I, I live and breed uh, uh, college football, but of course, uh, when there's nothing else going on, it's always the NFL. And,
5: and, let me and be a little bit more specific. You live and breed Georgia Bulldogs football. Well, Georgia Bulldogs uh,
4: are definitely the, the top in down here in Georgia and in the, in the Southeast and uh, in the Athens Atlanta area for sure. Uh, and they got a there's it's a lot going on. You know, there's no off season anymore in college football with uh, there's the free agency period in college football these days with the transfer portal and coaching the carousel going on. We got Mike Leach down here, in Mississippi State, Lane Kiffin, in Ole Miss, so. It's, uh, there's no uh, rest for the weary, the Before college football, fans. it's ongoing, 365-day season nowadays.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, t- Brian, and, and off subject of football, and then we'll continue. Does anybody care about uh, betting the X? Ex- What's that new league they're going to be coming out with? The uh, oh. XFL. Or anybody going to be making plays in that, or, or are we just not looking at that from a betting point of view? Um.
1: Uh, I- If it's on a board, people are going to bet it. I don't know. I'm doing a cartwheel to do it. But, you know, let's see what we're dealing with and go from there. I I think you at least – You give it a glance and and see if you can find it. I mean, here's my personal
2: personal opinion. By the, you know, living and breathing this 365 days a year with Mike and flying back and forth to Vegas, you can cut the excitement like a knife August 1st when you know you start hearing those commercials. And it's like, to me, when you oversaturate these markets, it kind of like takes a little of the... I don't know, the excitement out of it. Yes, you're never going to compete with the NFL, but I kind of like the fact that it's like, even though you know me, Brian, I, I, April can't get here soon enough. To me, the fools in April are the ones that don't bet baseball, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, but the thing is, it is amazing the difference in the excitement factor, and I just wonder if that, if people start betting that aggressively, because there has been talk about it, if it's just kind of like um, – Waters
1: down that excitement level going into the next year. I listen. Uh, the bottom line is, uh, you know, we 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 move forward. We we're always in look ahead mode, John. That's that's the thing. And you know, I just I did I wanted to go back real quick to James. That that number uh, for the Clemson LSU game. <laughs> listen, they got it right. Part of it was saying was it an SEC bias? Um, you know, was it a one off? But I thought Clemson looked so much slower than lsu was this just an, an exceptional lsu team james or do you believe you know that's that's the strength of the schedule they played all year long in the sec and it finally caught up with the acc clemson tigers
4: yeah i think if you go back and look last year and how clemson uh dismantled alabama i think it was this was a special special lsu team um, they they were. I mean, they had everything going in favor. They got a pass game coordinator from NFL, Joe Brady. They had a, you know Joe Burrow. It was a once, and I mean, I know the hundred fifty top hundred eleven of the hundred fifty college football players came out all championship night. I'd like to see where Joe Burrow ranks in that fifty years from now. I mean, the kid is just amazing, and he came kind of came from out of nowhere. It was just a perfect storm for LSU. I do agree that uh, that the the schedule that they played uh, made them more battle tested, made them play a, a quicker and faster uh, when they seen Clemson. But I don't. I, I think LSU could play twenty five games this year and went
5: twenty five. And no, I think it was just a perfect storm uh, set up for LSU this year. And also, I mean to add to that, Clemson lost a lot of seniors last year. Now you know they still had a lot of talent, and their recruiting class has been. know top three for for years now but you're talking about lsu you know a quarterback that in the beginning of the year was projected to be a fifth or sixth round pick had a 58 percent completion percentage that went up above 70 this year so his progression and development by coaching definitely showed and then you know and he had all the talent around him i mean chase is going to be a top 10 pick jefferson's going to go in the top two rounds Marshall's decent, you know, the, Randy Moss's son at tight end was decent, and he I don't know how good he's going to be in the NFL based on his speed, but he definitely has the hands. And all around, their defense, if they can rush the passer and they could play man in the back, which they did all year, Delpit's going to be a top-ten pick. I mean, you could name stars from both teams, but it just seems to be when these championship games and – especially in the playoff games in the NFL, a lot of these teams, it takes them a quarter just to get settled. It's always they just got to get the feel of the game. And, you know, Joe Burrow struggled the first quarter, and, you know, his guys weren't getting open, and he was throwing, overthrowing the ball. But then once he gets settled, you know, the talent shows. And, I mean, the guy's been incredible all year. And, like James said, battle-tested. The amount of teams they beat in the top ten – throughout the year was incredible. I mean, they never even had really close games outside of early in the season against Texas. So, you know, playing like that all year, being battle-tested, blowing teams out, and then again, Clemson, ACC schedule was soft. I don't think, you know, the semifinal was a great competition either. I mean, they were the two best teams in the year. I mean, Alabama obviously would be up there if they were healthy, and Georgia was really good but the, outside of the SEC the teams year after year aside from Clemson in years past are just they're just not as good i mean the talent level in the SEC is that much better and we see it from the guys that graduate and they go to the NFL how many players from the SEC are are the all stars, Pro Bowlers in the NFL. Yeah, but so.
2: you're also talking about the final score, James. Uh, we were having the birthday celebration for Big Mike. We were watching the game, and in the first quarter, there was other. We were on it. What do we have? We were had one of the. We were ahead. There was two satellites in this restaurant, so we were ahead of the people trying to watch the game on the other TV, and we kept. You know, vocalizing what was going on before these guys could get the, the the ball snapped, they were losing their minds. We were trying not to say anything, but I mean, literally, we by the time the stakes came, we we thought Clemson was going to win that game, didn't we, Mike?
5: Yeah, I mean, it just that first quarter, it looked like Clemson was just the same old Clemson of years past. They just get out to a lead and they beat you down, and then, like I said, Joe Burrows and the entire LSU team settled in. And once they got zoned in, it was just like fireworks.
2: Well, it was fireworks in the second quarter. For the people that had over the total or bet the over in the second half, Brian, there was absolutely no fireworks. Were you surprised at how low the scoring was in the second half, Brian? Uh, I mean, the whole game was the second quarter. It was a 21-10 LSU second quarter, and then it was basically – non there was no action in the second half,
1: yeah well it was one of those things where l s u finally figured out what Clemson had done. then they blew the game open, but then they were more than content to just control the ball and not do anything outlandish, and I think you know burrow des- deserves credit for that uh, you know, and then at the end of the game, of course uh you know you but you're gonna get the total to go over where you you've got uh you know Clemson with a meaningless touchdown, and they turn it over. And then at the other end, you get LSU kneeling down inside the 10.
5: Right. But, Brian, if you actually bet the game on the total at post, mm-hmm. you actually would have went over the total because it went all the way down to 66.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I think the books got middle on the total. Right. All right. Sports Insider Radio at sportsinsiderradio.com. We always invite you to check that out. So we're down to two football games. We'll have player props and all kinds of things. And then, of course, uh, we'll have a two-week break uh, leading up to the big game. Oh, by the way, uh, a little programming note for you boys, uh, that on the Friday leading into the big game, uh, we will uh, be on – on Friday instead of Wednesday, and it would be a little earlier. it be 10 Pacific time. But we invite you to check out the site, sportsinsiderradio.com. But we, we move on, guys. NBA, NHL, and, of course, college basketball. Lots of opportunities on the board.
2: Every day, opportunities.
1: And let me ask you guys. I mean, And soccer. I forgot soccer. Oh, and,
2: and, and soccer. So here's the thing. Like Again, I go back to the top 25 college football betters versus these obscure games. All the monies, you know, all these teams, the line makers are just aggressively uh, on these extra games. Are you a big extra
1: game better, uh, Brian?
2: Uh, I've been doing a lot of work on the extra games.
1: I love the smaller conferences. Always have.
2: And what about you, James? I know you said uh, college. Do you? What What is your thing? Uh, SEC, ACC, down there.
4: Oh uh, yeah, SEC. Yes, uh, there's so many college basketball. Games. I mean, there's like fifty, fifty-nine games tonight just in college basketball. It's, you have to kind of zero in on on some uh, teams and conferences to really get a good feel. So, of course, it's SEC country down here.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, we're we're talk some numbers real quick, Brian. I want to, I want to, for people out there that are listening, I just want to do this NFL roundup with two games. Uh, when I say the line makers do their job for parity, at the end of the season, the dogs were at one point in the season, sixty-one percent against the spread. It, it, now with two games remaining, fifty-three percent against the spread. So it came all the way down from sixty-one down to fifty-three. The total record in the NFL against the spread is a hundred and thirty-seven dogs this season cover the spread. 117 favorites covered the spread, and I'm going to show you the, and 10 games closed on a push on the closing number. Now, here's the illusion for listeners out there: if somebody had a website and we all got a website, James, you can check James out at oddsworthbetting.com, and obviously you got Mike over here. You can get his direct site daytradesports.com. You got me, johnsyndicate.com. Here's the thing. If any of us posted the record and we said we were 137 and 117 in the NFL season, you would think that the client was up 20 units. Well, the secret is the juice. We always say how hard it is to beat the spread without a proper money management system. If you bet every game to win $100, you bet every dog, Brian, you are up 20 games. You gave up 11.7 uh, units in juice. That means you made eight. $130 at a 110 risks per game, up 20 games if you bet every dog, and you want to know why it's so hard to beat the book without the money management. You're up 20 games. In your mind, you're thinking you made 2000 You lost $1,170 in VIG and you're up $830 for the seasons. For all you guys listening out there, it's, it's, it's betting the same amount on every game is the quickest way to just juice out to the bookmaker, even with a winning record. Because, again, for me, looking at it that, if somebody was up 20 games at the end of the season, Brian, and they were bragging about their record, unless they're betting different amounts of money on each game, it's a lot of work to make 800 bucks at a buck a game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got you. We got the legal pad out, man. We we just pay attention. You you rattle off these numbers for us very well. Well, I mean, you know, but again, people don't believe it.
2: Every time somebody texts me after the radio show, really, it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, really, it's fifty-fifty. And 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 again, that's why I was talking about it at the, in the beginning of the season. And you know, Dave's not on today, but we'll talk about it next week. He said, you know, there was cracking 60 percent to the dog side i said can this really be maintained he said well i can and i'm more of a reversion of the mean guy where at that point in the season you want to start looking for favorites to take advantage of because and that's the thing when you talk about favorites and i'm trying to bring up the numbers for you when you look at yesterday's record uh yesterday in the nfl you, uh excuse me the nba you had huge favorites the bucks were a huge favorite the clippers were a huge favorite and again people see that and they see that they covered with ease and they think, oh, the favorites are just rocking and rolling. It's so easy. Were you involved in either one of those crazy point spreads? Were you taking the Knicks for the value, Brian, or did you, did you leave those big games alone?
1: Uh, no, I steered clear of those. Well, what about you, uh, James?
4: Same. I steered clear. So, you
1: know,
2: there's, there are people out there that will just grab those points, and we're not going to say that, you know, football is different than basketball, but there are people that just are dog betters, And, you know, my whole thing is when you look at these games, there's a perception of, 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 of favorites covering ease, easier, but here's the funny thing. Right now, favorites in NBA, 100 I'll give you the, uh, excuse me, 287 favorites have covered. 301 dogs have covered It's basically negligible It's 51% to the dogs So right now, even in this middle of the season With all the shenanigans The line makers are still doing their job Totals, it's even crazier, Brian 303 games have gone over the total 296 games have gone under the total in the NBA For a
1: 50.8%
2: edge to the overs
1: There you go I mean, he keeps track of these numbers for us. And what was it? Do you remember off the top of your head when it was all said and done? Um, when we when we get to baseball, uh, how that shook out last year?
2: It was it was a weird. No,
1: I mean, I it's no
2: no I didn't. I got I, I got it's different with the money line. It's harder to archive because some people are working on ten cent lines. Some people working on um, on. Um, 20 cent line, some people are getting reduced juice and so the difference then becomes how much you're losing on the favorite versus how much you're getting back so you know when we get in to start talking about baseball the biggest edge you can do is try to get that you know 20 cent line for the dog side and the five cent line for the favorite side because that, that can make a bit that makes a huge difference over the course of the season if you're always getting more on the dog side and you're always losing less on the favorite side uh, but uh, you know i with with um With NHL, I know that all three of us aren't in it much. Same thing when I'm tracking these. It's the same old scenario. It's like you're going to lose a lot of money if you're betting those heavy favorites in the NHL over the course of the season. And I know you steer clear of you're not going to lay 300 on an NHL game, correct?
1: No, there's no the 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 value. I mean, if you were so inclined to play a team of, of at that number, I mean, a favorite like that, you'd have to play the puck line or nothing. But believe me, with scheduling situations and the beauty of the of the NHL, I'm telling you, you could have a menu of thirteen, fourteen games, and you could sit there and say, "There's a dollar fifty underdog that by a country miles the best play of the day." Here, I'll, I'll, well, give me one. We got the Blackhawks uh, tonight no, plus no, 160, no, 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 and we no, got no, the Flyers plus there, 160. There. No. Well, all right. I'll tell you the best bet tonight is an underdog. I think Arizona is plus $1. fifteen at Vancouver, and it's been an angle that you could print money with all year long, and that's teams coming home from a long road trip and generally four games is the minimum these teams just get throttled on their first game home and you've got vancouver coming back from tampa florida buffalo minnesota and winnipeg uh they've been gone uh since january 4th was their last home games these five guys finally get home they've got wives they've got kids they've got bills to pay uh the, the, the believe me the first game home now the wives are paying the bills with their money but go ahead i'm listening. well they may be but, uh, <laughs> but but then the then the wives are making them take out the garbage and get on the roof and move some shingles and it's just it's just a fact i mean it it's doesn't matter who the teams are either just just insert team x and team y and it, it's like a 70 80% clip it's ridiculous so the, the, the you fade the
2: you fade the returning team home basically from a four
1: minimum four game road trip and when they come home uh, and like there was one caveat to that last week it was the Flyers played this ridiculously long road trip but then came home and played back to back nights. It said, yeah, you better steer clear of that, because literally they were coming home, going to bed, and playing a hockey game, but the next game, look out, and sure enough, they came home, won the game, and then the next game when they were home and got reintroduced to their family and all the things and duties they got at home, they got mauled. Do happens every James? year,
2: every year, man. James, do you get into NHL
4: at all? Uh, no,
2: not 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 much. Even at we, all. even even with the southern teams like the Carolina Panther, like I mean, not Carolina Panthers, I mean these southern teams that are in these areas like Nashville Predators. Wait I a mean, you
1: you were um, asking us as if we were going to bet
2: the XFL for God's sake. Well, I'm I'm just curious. Like being down there when they have teams like Nashville, for instance, um, and you have these southern teams or Florida. Like, do you guys do you look at them or you just it's not your thing?
4: That's uh, not my thing. I try to zero in on the on the football and, the, and college basketball, of course, the NBA, MLB when it comes around. But uh, just, I guess, because growing up, uh, we never had a real lot of hockey around here. There's no ice that It just never really been my thing, so I don't even – I wager very little on
1: NHL. Well, i, I w- the one thing I would say, and and I get it, you know, you do what you're good at, uh, do, go with your strengths, but uh, it's worth the t- taking the time to at least start to scout some of this stuff because of all the sports – and, John, you sit there and you rattle off, oh, they're, you know, uh, well, sides you and totals. And, numbers. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm just saying, let me finish. You're, they, you're sitting there saying, oh, yeah, the numbers are within, uh, you know, they played 400 games and, you know, the favorites are three games over the dogs. I've been mean, in hockey. It's the one sport where there are chinks in the armor in terms of what the numbers are. And they, they just like skewed numbers, backup goalies play. The total should go up. It doesn't. Uh, the side should go up. It doesn't. And there are just, just numbers that just you shake your head at going, I don't understand that number. Well, I'm looking tomorrow. So, you know,
2: today's a short board. I don't know if you realize that, um, Brian, there's only two games today. So all the games you were talking about, like that Arizona game's tomorrow. Um, I don't know if it's a travel day in hockey or whatever. There's only two games on the board, but tomorrow, uh, looking ahead, when you see prices like the Capitals minus three and a quarter, like
1: who's laying three and a quarter? Nobody That's today. Nobody. I mean, last night, uh, Toronto is scoring goals in bunches, and they're terrible in their own end, and they just lost their best defenseman for eight weeks, and they're playing New Jersey, and the total was six and a half. The total should have been seven and a half. And the final was eight four. Uh, It's like this stuff. And by the way, here, you know, for for, for all the people that join you too, if if you're so inclined and want to want to learn a little bit about hockey, doing a new thing, it's called uh, the Hockey Betting Podcast. You can follow me at Brian Blessing. You can get it there, Uh, and it's there. You go. Yeah. And and, uh, we do this three days a week, and uh, that information's there for you. And uh, you know, we put that out. uh, Follow me on Twitter at Brian Blessing
2: beautiful beautiful and you know again for for you are you still more of a total better or a side better when it comes to hockey
1: uh both i I, I am a total player in virtually every sport uh hockey are sides and totals i mean just because there are situations where the dog is live and in play and then you know the one thing is the goalie's the great equalizer so you know you'll get some squirrely things happen when a goalie has a great game but I mean, there are other angles in play. Uh, Los Angeles, they're playing uh, at Florida tomorrow night. Their dad's trip. Uh, the dad's trip is like the greatest angle in the history of sports betting. Uh, you know, L.A. took took ta- Tampa Bay to the mat last night, lost in a shootout. Uh, they're plus seventy against Florida tomorrow. They got their dads with them. I mean, there, there are barking dog plays that are better than – I'm telling you, I have more faith. Uh, in laying plus $1. seventy with L.A. against Florida than I ever would laying $3 with Tampa Bay because the other team has well, a goaltender. Well, here, here here's the stats. I was looking for the numbers while I was talking
2: to you. Favorites are only um, straight up, no puck line, uh, 56% right now in hockey, 404. Uh, Favorites have covered, 219 dogs have covered, and then there's this other category which you can explain to me later off air 57 and 34. There's like four categories. Is that like overtime and then shootout? I well, don't know. What that probably
1: is. the puck line. I right, got it, got probably, it. Probably the puck. But, but, what, but what the caveat to that very much is the same case uh, with baseball with the money line. What what'd you say? Favorites? Just blank. Favorites so to dogs. 56%. Dog. 404, 219. 404
2: and 219.
1: Okay. The difference is those dogs are, are plus $1.70, dollar $1.90, plus dollar $1. ninety, plus two twenty. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, the favorites are winning more, but if you're probably more profitable, you know, betting the dogs. Or, right. or the favorites betting the puck line with them to win by two. Got it. Anyway, there's something different to to yap about, but now you know. We, you tell me about the NBA falls. I mean, look. When I look at you know, you
2: know, yesterday was a. I mean, you know, you look at some of these totals. That's the thing. The lack of offense. What I what's amazing is everybody keeps saying these totals are so high. These totals are so high. Houston had a two forty and a half number yesterday. They lost outright at Memphis. There was like one hundred and fifty five points at half, and the game actually went under the total. Um, it, it is. But what's amazing is what I basically already showed you. It's fifty percent. So. While the, there's more shooting in the games, the line makers have already done one H of a job adjusting to get 50% with these super high totals. I remember when there was totals that were 175, don't you, Brian? I don't see 175 totals anymore in the NBA. I don't see any of that. It's all 200 plus. That's the biggest change in the NBA this season. Well, they, the don't know how,
1: they don't know. They, when does the word defense ever collided with any conversation about the NBA? Right, there you go. How about you, Michael? You go. What's going on in the soccer wars?
5: Well, it's, it's soccer goes on 365 days a year. You can just pick and choose what leagues you want to get into. Um, we had a few groups that were doing very obscure leagues. So it's not something you're going to catch on TV. You're, it's not about really watching it. It's just, you know, getting the best of the number early in the day. And usually a lot of these games are are over, at four or five o'clock Eastern, so it's something you can get some day action in, and then obviously roll right into the you know the NBA college basketball slate at night. But you still got time. But NBA, you still got
1: kid, you still got time to get in on that Udinese Juventus game.
5: That's right. That's right. <laughs> No, and the thing with the, the, the look it,
2: when you're listening to this radio show, are you trying to make money? You're trying to watch games on TV. Yes, you're an eyeball test guy. But the truth of the matter is that the reason why the NHL and the reason why soccer is still a low volume betting opportunity for most people, it's because of it's the ease of turning on the TV and uh, it's called. You know, they don't. There's
1: it's called the hockey package. <laughs> There you go. I watch every game.
2: Well, I know, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the red zone is enough for my son on Sunday. If I get him in hockey, then I'll have him just locked into the basement. He'll never come out with uh, 15 games a night. But, you know, the thing is, it goes back to – the clients out there listening, the potential clients, the client that's living in a state where sports wagering is listening on the internet. Sports wagering just became legal. He's in Jersey, It just became legal. He's never made a bet before. Now wait Brian. a minute.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. That, whoa was a, that was whoa, a whoa, that, that was a bad one. Whoa. That was a bad one. I that was. Always, a bad one. I always, <laughs> I always give you credit when you fire out, you know, some big European name. I can't name. help it. Mom's that, from Brooklyn, that, so I said that, Jersey that, with that a New York was, accent. That was the worst, the Jersey thing. That, w- that did that not work. You want to I can do Brooklyn all day long. But, yeah, but, you, you want to reload on that one if you want to.
2: But here's the thing. Mike shows me these people posting on Instagram these crazy parlays These people, there's a perception by the newbie and the novice that it's all, it's easy money. You walk in there, you bet a $5, $10, because this the way social media is now. Every time somebody hits one out of eight quadrillion, they post the bet. And then these people are calling up here and they're going, can you put together a nine-teamer for me? I live in Jersey. I got $10 in my pocket. I'm like, no, buddy, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Where I think that's different in Nevada, which now I say correctly... But it's different there because people don't have that mentality of quick fix. Yeah, you're going to have people that are just by nature parlay betters. But if you were born there, or you've been living there for decades, twenty, thirty years, whatever, you're not walking to the casino like, let me see how I can make ten grand tonight with an eight teamer.
1: Hey, I know the you know the apps have not uh, the mobile apps haven't kicked in yet. But uh, with all the new jurisdictions that are opening up, but uh, I know you for a time had been uh, hopping in the car and doing the West Virginia run. Has that? Uh Changed? You got- no, so
2: actually the apps the apps have kicked in in Pennsylvania, so I'm about really? twenty five I'm about twenty six points twenty six and a half minutes. Don't ask me how I know. Um but you, so you <laughs> go to the
1: border, make a bet, turn around and go home?
2: Listen, man, I drove up there for the Ravens game and I literally like you know, I left the office twenty six and a half minutes. You see all these guys with Maryland. Uh, tags pulled over on the side of the is road. There,
1: is there like a huddling ground? Like everybody does the There's same there, spot? You know, like a truck stop. The welcome center. Well, you know, you know, the same thing actually years and years ago. I mean, it, well, it's, it, it, it's still going on. Um, is It's called State Line Prim where all the people from California, because these GPS things are amazing. I mean, they know if you're two feet inside or oh, outside yeah, the city. And, right. and everybody, they would drive, drive to State Line make their bets, uh, and then get out of Dodge. In fact, the the one guy, I think it was the, the trainer and the groom, the year I'll have another won the Kentucky Derby, these guys drove the state line and, and, you know, picked up like a gazillion dollars betting this horse to win the Kentucky Derby and then drove home. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, and that's a whole conversation for another day, you know, James
2: Jones, some of our largest bettors in the world, hail from James's area in Georgia. I mean, and, we, you know, which obviously you can't do anything there. You, it's Georgia has the distinction that Hawaii has, and I do you know what that is, Brian? You should. Say that one more time. No, Georgia and Hawaii have the only distinctions, those two states. Horse racing is illegal. Wow. You may, may not wage... You may not wager it, people from Georgia drive what, what, to Lexington well, well,
4: James
1: tell it what what is the
4: what is the thinking there? I have no idea. all I know is that Georgia is on the back burner. It's probably one of if not the last state to make gambling legal. Uh, I don't know if it's got to do with the Bible belt down here. I have no idea, but it's really irritating I can drive. About two and a half hours up to North Carolina, for there's a hair Casino to open the sports book up there to make a bet, and it's I mean it's just it's just crazy. That is crazy. Uh, John hitnell had uh, horse race horse betting is illegal in Georgia, and it's retarded
1: it uh, makes sense that's crazy man. All
2: right. Steve, I know friends from Atlanta they drive to they drive to the K- Kentucky Derby to bet and because they can't even bet on the on the computer with the legal uh otB but that's for a whole nother day we're going to be getting into the sport of Kings shortly. Um, we'll be putting up lines on Tiger's Sun. I saw that swing. When are they going to start putting up money on Tiger's <laughs> son
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that too that's pretty funny somebody'll do it. You know, yeah, over, under what, 24 get a half? Will get your Ma- James will get
2: you master's tickets. He's right around the corner. Oh,
1: I can't wait. Golf. Can't wait. Golf is ready to roll again. Uh, the California swing starts this week, and we'll have the golf stuff for you as well. James, thanks for jumping in, but it's always a treat uh, having a chance to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me, Brian. Uh, and... Uh, Boys, I'm glad you sound good, Mike. I was worried about you. I, I thought you might have been a little verklempt. A well, listen, I'm doing a lot better today. Today, you know, my birthday
5: yesterday. So Happy I, birthday! Like, I got so many birthday wishes that I they you know nobody brought up the Ravens. So, all right, it's, guys, it's, we're we're turning this year into a positive. Not looking back.
1: There you go, guys. Have a good one. It goes fast. We'll do it again next week. As always, we invite you to check out the website SportsInsiderRadio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM
5: 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com.
0: USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Democratic led House is finally ready to formally send two articles of impeachment to the Senate. On this